Hey, hey, Backbone Takeover. My name's Nick Brown, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town, the 14th reason the Silver Surfer top deck. And I am joined through the wonders of the internet with Anthony from Hallians. Anthony, how you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, obviously, night and day being announced the other day uh, over New Year's inside a castle. Um, I don't know how to start an interview when you, without talking about like medieval shit. Were you into medieval shit growing up? Um, you know what? I wasn't really. I, um, <laughs> I, I was never really... Um, in, yeah, I don't know. Like, I wasn't wasn't that type of kid, I guess. Um, but that being said, I still think it's pretty fucking cool. That. It's one of those things. I assume that you'd have to like uh, have to answer like a questionnaire of like certain movie trivia or something like that to get on the lineup. But apparently, that's not the case <laughs> for this one. No, 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 no one hit us up about that. But uh, we would have <laughs> definitely failed. It's like, yeah, some mad, like, Dungeons and Dragons vibes going on. <laughs> yeah. The special thing about this one is that you're not just playing a set, you're actually playing Opera Oblivia in full, which is pretty amazing. And I want to ask just, first of all, how does something like that happen? Is that something that you go through? Does someone request you to do that? Um, yeah, they came to us with the idea. I mean, Opera Oblivia turned five this year. Um, and, yeah, they came to us with the idea to, to like, play the festival and also play the record um, and more like, why not? The, yeah. We couldn't. I mean, most of the most of those songs are like um, minus a couple, a few, I guess, are like in our set list generally. Um, so it didn't feel strange to sort of yeah to to take that on. That being said, the, by the time we play this, it would have been maybe like two and a half years since we played a show. So <laughs> that's got me a little bit nervous. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I'm definitely don't think I'm fit enough to be able to get get through the set. But yeah, we're, we'll be playing Opera Oblivia and um, yeah, some extras as well. Some some of the other songs. Amazing. Uh, the best part about that is, and like I, I'm such a big fan. Obviously, I started out in Die Young era, and I remember that album being so like I don't know why at the time it felt so different. And you know, you jumped over to Indian Summer, and then Opera Oblivia comes out, and there's I guess how does that kind of happen? How do those kind of leaps when it comes to music when it comes to the themes and everything like that how does that kind of come together to make an album that is pretty iconic in opera oblivia um it was definitely like a, a over the years it um kind of the i guess that's just how how everything developed like we did die on that felt kind of like a demo to us um i mean most bands don't come out with a record um off the bat without any prior I mean, by that we did have our circumstance, I guess, was a little bit different, like sort of forming out of, you know, the demise of like another band that we did. Um, but yeah, Die Young felt like a demo. Indian Summer, we thought we knew what we were doing um, <laughs> and uh, kind of kind of took it on that way. Um, and after that, we, we kind of, I don't know, it was like a little thing just kind of went off like in everyone's brains we're like okay we kind of laid the foundations um of what we thought we wanted to do and then yeah we just kind of built on it and um just kind of let loose a little bit more um especially when you're younger it's so hard to write a record without constantly thinking about what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is going to think um i think by the time we got to opera oblivia we kind of went into it just going like let's just do whatever the fuck happens like comes out um if people like it they like it if they don't they don't um and yeah i guess we i we just developed as like songwriters and um 
and performers and um Shane as well who produced the records like he um just within a few years like just came leaps and bounds like as far as his creativity I think working him working with so many like such a wide variety of different artists and then coming back to us um all of that influence kind of dripped in and yeah like I said we just kind of let loose a little bit more and didn't um take ourselves uh, as seriously as what we what we did and I guess yeah the result speaks for itself it was um still like the proudest thing I've ever done as far as like music goes um although I loved Drew which came after that um but yeah I think Opera of the View was just such a an important moment like in all of our lives collectively and it feels um, like on, on an album like that, it feels like um, it doesn't feel like a normal record in many respects. And that might be because the who you, who's producing and everything. But it also feels like an album that is pulling from so many places internally. It feels like something that it feels like at, when that was released, I feel like Hellions would be walking outside and gaining inspiration from watching a bird fly over a bloody building or something. It feels like you would just it felt like you were soaking in everything around you. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we recorded the we did the album in Thailand. Um, we did all of that. We've done all of our records in Thailand um, at Karma. But yeah, that place, as far as our uh, recording environment goes, is the most amazing studio um, in the world. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like your own own little compound. And um, the like, it's in. It's not really in like a touristy spot of Thailand. Um, it's in like a little fishing village called Bangsare. So it's kind of away from all the hustle and bustle of Thailand or what people, you know, perceive as what Thailand is. Um, yeah, and that absolutely. The, the influence of um, our uh, environment was, yeah, very much like played a huge factor. I actually remember when we recorded the like kind of group vocal parts for 24. Yeah. Um, there's actually, I don't know if you can hear it in kind of the final recording, but there's, um we kind of did it in like this weird basement and stuff and it was like had like a tropical storm um the morning of that um everything was kind of washed out and rainy and um like the the skies kind of parted the sun came through and all these birds are fucking flying around like tweeting in the background and shit and we're all singing and we're like holy shit that was like the most amazing thing ever um i think a lot of that is like kind of captured in because it was so real and like we did weird shit um like we went and like all the drums for each track we I, I recorded them in different rooms and like we did a song like he without sin and we like the subject matter of that track is um so dark and we went into the basement again and like had flicked all the lights off and had candles and shit going on and it was just like i don't know it, 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 it seems i feel like a bit of a wanker for saying it but yeah it's it really i feel like it really did come through like the that the, that yeah that influence was felt really um when how, i listen back to it now that um, i immediately go and think of those those moments how does a place like that so you're you're recording in thailand for every album and i i, I didn't know that how does how does that happen does someone scout that out like i know a lot of people just go to your local studio five minutes down the road like why thailand yeah, um, so we went, um, Matt and I had gone there um, with another band um, previously to that studio to do some like kind of little, like well, we played a show over there with another band and um, yeah, sort of did some media stuff, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, absolutely fell in love with the place. 
and then uh, we were like to Shane, who we'd been working with since we were kids, Shane Edwards. Um, let's go over there and do the record. He actually was with us when we went on the first little trip. Anyway, this is a really long story. Um, he, he, he was with us and uh, yeah, we took him there for, to do Die Young. We took him over there with us and he didn't leave. And so we wanted to, if we wanted to record with Shane, which like he was like a, a silent member of Hellions, I guess, um, and, and still is to this day. Um, we wanted to work with Shane. We had to go to Thailand, and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't hard at all to convince anyone to yeah. to, to to go back there. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, looking back, man, like I was just listening to the album uh, today, and I, I remember it really well when it came out. It felt like in this scene, especially in the Australian music scene, this feels like there's little moments in time where every everything kind of stops, you know, and there's this kind of one album that you're like, this is it, and it only comes around every few years. I feel like, and I feel like Opera Oblivia was that. I guess back to that time period, like, do you remember outside of going through to actual Thailand, like what was going on? How, how does something like this happen? Are you getting, is pop culture influencing you? Are you, are you copying the new Drake song that's coming out on the radio at the time or like what, what's happening there? Yeah, no, I, I think I, I like, we, we just, yeah, like I said before, we just kind of let loose. Um, there obviously like there was huge influences from like Queen and stuff like that. Yeah. Just how, how just, ballsy all of that the shit they did was um it's and so like isn't it yeah yeah so like yeah the 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 theatrics of all of that um was, was sick and like and then yeah my chem like they were a band that just kind of especially around that sort of black parade era i guess kind of really bought into that whole concept sort of thing and like to see artists like that do their um do their thing and and, and not give a fuck um I don't know, it just kind of really gave us a, a, a kick. But yeah, I don't think we weren't like necessarily trying to make a specific um, type of record. Um, Opera Oblivia is just the result of what we did for those like month and a bit or however long we were over there. Um, just having so much fucking fun. It was, that, that, was, that was really fun um, to, to do. Do you really, like, when you're writing a mute, like, or recording or even going through the writing process of an album like this, do you feel like you're onto something special? Does Is it kind of like when during this period, do you feel like it's just any another Hellions album or do you feel like this one was different when during this process? Um, at first, it kind of just felt like, well, they had to do another album. Um, and then at one point, I actually remember that. So my, um, we did this record different um, as far as the, the, recording goes um i mean i guess traditionally you would like record drums first and then guitars and then bass and then or yeah whatever um this is the first time we kind of went let's do like all of the music guitars and vocals first and then go and do drums afterwards because like there's a lot of parts in the songs where like i'm sort of syncopating the drum beats with like the vocal rhythms and, and patterns and stuff like that um which wouldn't have wouldn't have worked out that way um if we hadn't done it that way but yeah there was um my symbols i flew over from sydney with me to thailand um yeah. wow. and they actually they they got um like lost on, on the flight yeah they, they were misplaced oh. um thailand has some pretty crazy um rules about like um imports and that kind of thing as well so it was a whole it was a whole situation anyway so i had to go so where the studio is in banks ray it's like um maybe a couple of hours like south of bangkok um 
I had to go to Bangkok for a day. Um, at this point, yeah, we were just doing another record. Um, we'd done a lot of like sort of fucking around and 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 just like workshopping, I guess, the the songs. Um, and on the day I went to go and pick up like the cymbals and sort all of that out, um, Dre was recording vocals for Quality of Life. Yeah. Um, and I came back and I just like when I like it was a whole ordeal. It was like one of the worst days ever. Um, I came back and everyone just had this fucking shit-eating grin, grin on their face. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on? Um, and then they were like, come and listen to this and just like shame, like slap the fucking space bar. Um, <laughs> and, and like the, the chorus of quality of life or what they had done up to that point um, played. And like, that was the moment where I was like, holy shit, like something, yeah. this is like not what, i thought we were doing like yeah. um and everyone was so excited like i still yeah can like i still feel that now actually like when i when i think about it or when i hear it i'm like that it was um yeah it, it, that was the moment anyway where i was like okay this is special um and i think i don't know it definitely wasn't the same day but like when we like sort of almost when we had Thresher, like that's that sort of that song down, and like remember um, Chris, who was playing bass at the time, just like was that excited that he just like pretty much poured a whole bucket of water over his head and like jumped in the <laughs> pool and shit, like fully clothed. Like yeah, we were just like it, we. I guess we like kind of surprised ourselves. I don't know, maybe we didn't know we had it in us to do something like that. Um, but yeah, I guess it's a testament to Shane, testament to Matt, um, testament to Dre and Josh and Botter as well. It was. Um, it was like a a huge team effort um and our friend race worked with us on the record um uh yeah i think the the result is like an accumulation of every of all of the little bits and pieces like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been the record it is if like that sort of shit didn't happen yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and something I, f- I find really amazing about this record is that it- you know, it comes out, gets critical acclaim basically across the board. Um, fans love it. It seems that you're gaining all this new following, but it almost feels like it's one of those albums that's so far in a league of its own that not many bands try to replicate the sound. And it's a, that's a very rare case in music in general, let alone like this scene at all, if you know, if that makes sense. And I think that's that stands to like not only the longevity of the album, but I think it stands to bloody how unique the sound was of Opera Oblivia yeah that's uh, you know i've never really thought about that um to be honest like um about people not sort of trying to replicate the sound but yeah that's i uh, that's uh, i could be offended or i could take it as a compliment <laughs> no, like, definitely a compliment <laughs> people are either like this this is that shit i'm even talking about <laughs> yeah. or like, um, <laughs> no but um no that, that is cool to, it's cool to think about like i'm sure at some point there's going to be someone that comes along and does you know takes it to a whole new level hopefully that's us yeah. um but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens but yeah that's it's cool and with you guys playing opera oblivion in full at night and day over new year's um i wanted to ask you if you were as a fan what album would you want to see played in full if you were to go to a show if out of any band oh that's a heaps hard question i actually uh only because they're really fresh on my mind, probably Mike M, um, the, yeah. the Black Parade. That'd be sick. That was a really formative record for me, I think. Um, yeah, and yeah, maybe if you ask me another day, I might give you a different answer, but <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be sick to see. Um, oh, 
I don't know, man. There's there's uh, there's that many records that I love um, yeah. to death. Yeah, I would, I would pay an unreal amount of money to be able to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do you feel like your musical taste as a person kind of evolved like with the Hallian sound in that sense? Were you listening to more heavy shit when uh, Die Young came out as opposed to when you know Indian Summer, Opera Oblivion, and Rue came out? Yeah, yeah, I think so for sure. Um, I was. I mean, I grew up um, listening to like, you know, pop punk and punk bands. Um, they had a massive influence on me, like Blink and, and stuff like that. Um, and that's kind of what I listened to through my teens. And then um, sort of, yeah, fell into like the hardcore scene. And I, I, I went, I was a typical fucking teenager, went through the phases of like, I only like this now. And, and, yeah. and um, I only listen to hardcore. I only listen to fucking metal and um, and then, yeah, I think um, we, uh, as we matured as people, like our, our music taste or my music taste anyway, um, definitely broadened. Um, by the time we did Opera Oblivion, I was, and, and Rue even like was all over the place. Like there's, I, I like a good song, you know, yeah. like a well-written song, um, whether regardless of what that genre is or, of, of, the, of the song or the style of the song, like if it's a good fucking song, it's a good song. So, and, and I'll, um, I'll back it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, our last one before I let you go, man. Um, yo, I asked a bunch of like absolute diehard Hallians fans, what do you want me to ask? What do you want me to ask? And it was all just the same thing. It's like, what's happening with Hallians? Is it? Uh, is there new music on the horizon? I know you can't give away too much information. I'm not <laughs> asking for exact release dates just yet. Uh, <laughs> but what, what can you tell us? Um, dude, we're, for the last time, um, since we kind of wrapped up the recycle, um, you know, Matt, Matt stepped away um, to do his thing um, with Agnes. Um, we we took some time. We just chilled the fuck out, like the three of us. Um, you know, we, we were so busy for so long. Um, and it really, I guess, like it took it out of us, like for, for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty burnt out. We really needed a, a break. Um, had, a, had our little rest and... Um, I don't know if you remember, we were supposed to play Download Festival. Yeah. Um, whether that, I can't remember if that was last year or was that the year before? No, it was last year, right? I think it was 2020. last year, yeah. Yeah, um, that was kind of supposed to be our, like, I guess our reintroduction. Um, uh, or that was our time off. Um, and uh, we were uh, around Download. We were planning on releasing a new song and stuff. Yeah. Um, that all kind of fell through the virus and stuff and it kind of made like made things obviously made things hard for everyone um and we didn't know what to do with that song like it felt weird for us to put out songs and not be able to tour them yeah um because there's touring and playing shows and um hanging out with everyone and stuff is so that's our biggest that's what drives us you know like and, and keeps us going so it felt it felt weird and like since then we've kind of um, the song we planned to release, like kind of, I guess, fell out of love with it, and we're we're not really that stoked on it. Um, yeah. So I don't think that'll ever hear the light of day. Um, but that being said, there's like so many songs um, have taken a really different approach to writing, um, especially you know with Matt um, taking a sidestep. He was always a huge influence um, on on the songwriting and stuff. So him not being there, um, we kind of just fucked around a little bit and. Um, yeah, now, um, I mean, uh, hopefully we have something out ar around, if not just before, like Night and Day, like a, a single at least, like a new song. Um, 
not definitely not promising that, but <laughs> um, I'm going to clip that moment. Just so. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Do you, think, maybe, yeah. you think there's a bit of like, um, because you, as you said, you record everything over in Thailand, you don't want to do it any other way. Is there a bit of that? Well, what's the point in writing? We can't actually go over there and record at the moment. It does feel weird. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's so weird to not just be able to do things how we would normally do them. Um, yeah. I th- I'd say, I mean, if we were allowed, I'd say by now we probably would have had a new album out, but yeah, it's just like it, the, the day and age that we live in, like it's um, <clears throat> unfortunately that's not how it is. And yeah, I think that's definitely a factor. I mean, technology is amazing. You can do crazy things, um, especially with music production and, and working remotely and that kind of thing. Um, I'm sure we'd be able to work with Shane remotely, but it's it's. I don't think we're going to get the same result. Um, but also being said, I don't know if we can hold out until we're allowed to go to Thailand to yeah. put out new music. So, um, yeah, there, there's um, there's so many songs. To be honest with you, um, at, we're at this phase, the stage at the moment of just kind of like culling, um, yeah. and just like picking our favorite bits and our favorite songs, and that that everyone's sort of come up with. Like I know Dre's been going fucking crazy um really just taking it in his stride writing um stuff which like i think people would be so amazed but like what yeah. like what a dre song sounds like um yeah, <laughs> yeah it's 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 like all the energy he has as a person like in a song yeah. um yeah it's it's so sick um and yeah jc's been doing the same um, and it's amazing and yeah it's it's different it's like a different approach for us but like we've kind of like yeah until we got to opera oblivia i guess or, or and we were kind of like let's just do whatever the fuck we want to do um we are definitely just going to release whatever we wanted yeah, <laughs> whatever we want to release so i don't know if people will be into it or not i mean i really hope they are and i hope they can um i guess yeah take I mean, we've we've never really followed some uh, any sort of um, plan or like yeah. <laughs> you know guide as far as our uh, our music and stuff goes with the way we release it. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But we're we're still around. We're all still the best of friends. Um, yeah. We we, I mean, not at the moment because we're in a lockdown. But yeah, we we talk every day and we all hang out whenever we can and. Um, there's, we're not we're not going away. We just had a, we were just fucking chilling. <laughs> Absolutely, we were, we were lamping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no stress, man. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for talking to me, man. Um, I appreciate your time a ton. Is there anything you want to say before we get out? Uh, no, thank you so much for having me. And I, yeah, I'll hopefully get to catch up with you um, at the festival. Absolutely, cheers, right, man. man.